Oh, hey, I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the Efficiency Bitch Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Leone. This podcast is dedicated to all the women out there who are aspiring to have a career while raising a family. And bitch? Well, that's more than a name and even an attitude. (laughs) We use it as an acronym. It's for bank, inbox, time, connection, and harmony. Each episode is labeled according to the correct topic so that you can efficiently find the topic that you're looking for. I'm here to tell you, you can have your cake and eat it too. The trick is finding efficient ways to get through the have-tos so that you can make room for your best life. I can show you how. Let's get started. Good morning. Welcome back to the Efficiency Beep Podcast. I am so excited to have you here today, Kara. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to chat. So why don't we start with a little intro, who you are, where you come from, how do you do life? Sure. So I'm Kara McCaig, and I founded Pepper's Personal Assistance 11 years ago. We focus on household management, giving people back their time. And I have two boys, 17 and 19, and we have a dog, two cats, and two chickens. So we're a pretty busy household here. Amazing. I love it. I bet you're happy to have those chickens during all of this weird egg. (laughs) They just started laying again a few weeks ago. And I was like, yes, we don't have to go search for eggs anymore. (laughs) Like weird toilet paper shortage of 2020. Now it's chicken eggs from 2022 and 2023. Anyway, so I am really excited to talk about this. Personal assistance is something that I really passionately believe in. But it's hard to find and it's hard to understand. It's also really hard to relinquish control in many cases. So I'd love to unpack some of those things. How did you get started in this space? And what are some of the things that you've really picked up as aha moments as you work through this? Yeah, I was a stay-at-home mom for eight years and wanted to get back into the workforce when my youngest started kindergarten, but he got part-time kindergarten. So I was like, what am I going to do with two and a half hours a day? And that's how it started. I started doing assistant work for a friend. And then when he started school full-time, I was like, I'm sure I could find a couple of clients. And it just grew, started hiring people to help after a couple of years. And yeah, we just have learned from trial and error over the past 11 years and what works and what doesn't work with a personal assistant and what makes a great PA. There's keywords that we listen to for that. And it's been a journey of the last 11 years for sure. (laughs) So how do you define a personal assistant? What does a personal assistant do? Yeah, that's a great question because there's a million different ways you could define it. Our company in Seattle focuses just on household management. That's our sweet spot and what we train people for, what we do really well. But with the placement agency nationwide, we can do a lot more, you know, of are they going to be driving the kids and maybe doing some babysitting, that sort of thing. But for the most part, it's running the errands, doing the chores around the house, managing the vendors. If you need a remodel or to come fix the furnace and that sort of thing, and maybe some light admin work as well. We recommend focusing on One thing you don't really, it's hard to find that unicorn that's going to enjoy and be really good at doing all the things. And so one of the things too, I recommend for people to get started is just do a brain dump 
of what are the things that are on your plate that you don't enjoy doing or that would be easy to outsource to somebody else to give you back your time. And then that way you can prioritize what are the must-haves and what are the nice to help you search for the right person. Yeah, I love that. When I think it was 2021, maybe the end of 2020, I can't remember exactly. I was to my eyeballs with stuff between the online education and being in the house 24-7, like all of the things really started to pile. And I remember thinking, I have to get help. And I didn't know what that help meant or what it looked like. And so I started asking people like, do you have anybody that helps you with errands? Do you have anybody that helps you put away laundry, things like this? And I couldn't find the definition of what I was looking for. And it was real. I had, I hired a young girl. She was about 20. I think she was 20. I thought it was going to be an amazing fit. But unfortunately, she didn't have the life experience to read Mm. my mind. Yeah. (laughs) And it was like, oh, crap, you're a great babysitter and you're a great executor of the tasks, but I need you to read my mind a little bit. (laughs) Um, And so the brain dump really was helpful. And then, but then I did your mistake there. I gave her too much and it just, I had her helping with my podcast. I had her helping with my business. I had her helping with the laundry. I had her running errands. And I think she was like, what the hell is this? I don't want to do this. Right. (laughs) So it didn't go well. I am in a really great spot right now. I have a woman that is amazing fit for my family. And just for the listeners who don't know what this might look like, she comes three hours, Monday, Wednesday, and she helps me return Amazon purchases or get the car washed or filled with gasoline or change the sheets on the bed. I strip them, yeah. wash them. She puts them back on. It's really fantastic. Like I give her a list of things that if she can get to it, like she'll sweep the front patio, just anything that kind of gets out of my ability to get my day done, yeah. she picks up. And it's tremendously helpful. Couldn't live without her. <laughs> yeah, it totally makes without her. A huge difference, right? When you come home and you're just like, oh, I don't have to worry about that. And you can focus on other things. I have the same thing. I have somebody come once a week for five hours. And it's just like little things that are day to day. But it's amazing how much time you get back from that five hour investment to clear the headspace. (laughs) And I think the thing that like, there's two things that I people say to me when I talk about delegating and I it's a big part of my philosophy and being efficient. And I talk a lot about it in my book. In the time chapter, my suggestions are automate, eliminate and delegate. Yeah. And what people, particularly women, say to me in the delegate space is those are my mom duties or those are my wife duties. Yeah. I don't relate to that. I don't know what that means, but I know for many women they do really heavily feel that connection of the laundry's my task, the sheets are my task, the cooking's my task. Can you unpack that a little bit? Do you find that a lot? Yeah, definitely. I think society is getting a little bit better, but I definitely see it in people that are calling us. And oftentimes it's the husband calling that's saying, I want to help my wife, but I don't want to do the tasks. I want to be able to come home from work, spend time with the kids, have dinner, do bath time, get them ready for bed. I don't want to be doing the laundry and the dishes and all of that. And I think it's awesome that they're doing that. It's getting a lot of times it's getting the mother on board of you can outsource this. It's okay. I think there's just a lot 
to unpack there. It's different for every single mom, but I typically, it's, we think we can do it all, right? Yeah. We think we should be able to do it all. Yeah. We've been have told to do it all. for generations that we right. have to do it all, right? Yeah. And I talk about this a little bit in my book too, the generational lessons that we have been taught as women. Women in the 1920s were expected to keep their house clean, but they didn't have and they didn't have vacuums. They didn't have right. sophisticated technology to help them keep. They didn't have anything in the house to help keep the home clean. And then in the 50s and 60s, once refrigerators were commonplace, it was, oh, now you have to clean and cook because you have to keep all this food in the house before they just had ice boxes. So it was like, right. make what you've got. But women were also expected to keep that nest tidy. And then yeah. as we went to work, our mothers never heard stop. Or it's okay to hand this off. And more importantly, I think the men never heard you should take this on. Right. And I don't blame men or women for it. I think it makes a lot of sense when you unravel kind of the history lesson of the generational knowledge we've all been handed. And we can make that better for our children. Yeah. Yeah. I have two boys and I'm trying <laughs> to be like... You guys need to take responsibility for looking around. Don't wait for mom to tell you. I think yeah. that's the key to is teaching them young to take ownership. Because oftentimes, even if, you know, the mom is getting help from family members, she's still managing it, right? I'm like, yep. I don't want to have to manage emptying the dishwasher. You guys have been doing it for 15 years. <laughs> I shouldn't have to ask. Just get it done. So have you heard of the book Fair Play? I just found out about it last week and I'm obsessed with it. Isn't I mean, it great? Yeah. So if you don't know what we're talking about, Eve, it, I'm terrible at her last oh. name. Ed, I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. It's called Fair Play. An author named Eve with her last name. And then I'll find out in a second. And her concept is that you conceive, you plan, and you execute yes. every task. And that women are often the hold the lion's share of conceiving and planning, and we may delegate the execution portion. And I'm a big fan of delegating the execution portion. Yeah. But to your point, like if you have to remind your kids to empty the dishwasher, you haven't fully offboarded that task. And it's such an it's such a cool thing for a personal assistant to be like, I'm going to take the full thing from you. I'm going to yeah. take the, I'm going to tell you that needs to get done. I'm going to plan it and I'm going to do it without you having to think about it. Yeah, that's something really big with peppers. We call it the peppers way of taking the whole task off the yeah. plate of the client. And so I shared last week with my team and Slack about fair play. And I was like, you guys, it's the peppers way. I was so excited about it. So yeah, it's a big yeah. deal. And it really makes a huge difference in the invisible load that you carry exactly. in your brain. One of the things that the authors talks about is that most men feel nagged, but they yeah. also say that they wait for their wife to tell them something. Right. Duh. But we have to take responsibility for letting them take the full task from start right. to finish. I am not a man hater by any stretch. I have a little boy and two little girls, and I want them to grow up with that mindset that they each have to take responsibility for their own things. Definitely. And when... When one partner stays at home with the children, or what that means to me is does not have an income outside of the home, mm -hmm. there often are responsibilities that come with that because that your job becomes running the household. But that doesn't mean you don't still need a personal assistant. 
Exactly. Yeah, we have a lot of stay-at-home moms that that still hire a personal assistant because they're active in their community doing PTA and fundraisers and they're super busy and they want to be able to enjoy the children too and not just be day in and day out doing all the household tasks. I think it's going to be really cool to see our children's generation raise kids and see Mm -hmm. how they all start to evolve this process of running a household. It is complicated. My kids are, they're all having birthdays like right now. So they're eight, 10 and 12. And there is a lot that goes in to running a household and having careers. And I know when I was climbing the corporate ladder, I looked around and there was no other women whose husband worked full time at the level that I was at. And I just thought, I can't be the anomaly. <laughs> right. I can't be the one person who's trying to do this. And so that's where Efficiency Bitch came from for me was I want to be able to show other women that you can have it all. You just can't do it all. And right. You just need to figure out the parts you want to keep, the parts you don't want to keep. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's a complicated thing for many people and the emotions can run deep and the generational baggage, so to speak. Exactly. As well. So tell me a little bit about how do you pair people up? How do you find the right fit? Yeah, so we we do a deep dive with both the client and the candidate asking the right questions is super important to find out, like with the client finding out like what's worked in the past with maybe an EA or a nanny, what hasn't worked, really getting an understanding of their family and what life looks like. And then with candidates, we literally have a checklist. We go through the client interview of here's what they're looking for and Some of it we talk to the candidate about and others we just get a read, right? Is this person going to fit into their family? But I think communication is the biggest secret to success, really knowing upfront what the client is needing and then making sure that the PA goes in with eyes wide open. They know what they're getting into and that that's what sets people up for a long-term relationship. And with With PA is another thing that I think is really important. We've actually found that things like saying, oh, it just brings me joy to make life easier for other people, or I just love crossing things off lists. Those are the kind of things that we're looking for. It's not necessarily somebody who's, oh yeah, I have a lot of PA experience. Sometimes that can be a bad thing because they are set in a certain mindset and it can be hard to get them into the peppers way. And there's just a lot of really great backgrounds that work well for a personal assistant. Obviously, somebody that's run their own home is great with project management experience, running a restaurant. We have people who are retiring from the hard work of being a restaurant manager, but they're awesome in the home and with vendors and everything. So... Yeah, that's awesome. I love that this is happening too, that it's becoming acceptable and commonplace for personal assistance because there are so many people out there who are great at taking care of a home. And why not use that skill and that love of it to make some money, right? I'm an accountant by trade. And so I own a bookkeeping business. But how many people do you know that are like, I hate bookkeeping. I hate, like, I love it. So you give it to me, right? (laughs) The same thing with, I hate to clean my house. There are other people who love to clean. I There are many people who love to take care of a home and it's an occupation. And I just think it's so cool that the world is lending this opportunity to people 
in any way that they want. I just, yeah. I think it's so cool. And I love that you did it. I, entrepreneurs are my people. And just fascinates me that we can continue and grow as women, but then also as business owners. I just, I love yeah, that you're doing it. Definitely. So what are some of the pitfalls that you've seen for having your personal assistant? What kind of things should people look out for? Yeah. So I think from day one, giving feedback is super important. We always joke, like, even if it's you prefer your cucumbers sliced instead of in spears or all those little things, PAs want to make your life easier and want to please you. <laughs> and so we need that feedback. Obviously, giving positive feedback is super important as well. We have a culture here of feedback as a gift so mm -hmm. that our PAs are ready for the good and the bad. And then the other really important thing is to have a weekly check-in with your PA. On the beginning, it's probably going to need about 30 minutes of your time, depending on the type of tasks your PA is doing. But then after that, sometimes five or 10 minutes is all a PA needs to get unblocked and get feedback, give feedback. Um, so yeah, those like communication really is the most important piece of it. And how does the legal or financial relationship work for PAs? Do you recommend that they are contractors and get a 1099 or do you pay them under the table? Like how does that work? Yeah, I'm glad you asked that question because I'm pretty passionate about it. They really should be employees unless somebody has a PA company and has their license and all of that. Our employees are employees. And we learned the hard way during the pandemic. Our employees have been employees for a long time, but people who weren't employees and who were contractors when the world shut down for four months here in Seattle, they didn't get unemployment. And so they suddenly had their weight yeah. just cut off. And especially because it's mostly women that tend to be PAs, they need the social security and all of those kind of safety nets that are in place. Women need those more than ever. And it's yes, it's a little more expensive to have an employee, but we have two great companies that we recommend that do all the payroll for you and handle all the employment laws and everything to make it easy. So you would recommend like a household develops an LLC and then hires on that person as the employee? You don't necessarily have to have an LLC. If you go through the payroll company, they can, okay. they just set it up. It's super easy. Like okay. they'll get you all set up and you pay them through the payroll company. So it makes it easy. They do all the writing the check and <laughs> taking out the right amount of taxes and all of that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm a big believer in outsourcing payroll. I wonder, do you struggle finding PAs that want to work as an employee versus cash or contractor? I've had a couple over the years that maybe had their own like catering business or something on the side where they did have a business license. It doesn't work for our company just because it's super important that they're employees and they're doing things the Pepper's way. That's an important piece for me. So usually I can talk them into <laughs> hey, we have a 401k and PTO and all of that kind of stuff. So they're like, yeah. oh, okay. But yeah, that's great. I love that. Yeah. I think I definitely, as an accountant, agree with you. I think employer, employee is the way to go. Contractors can get messy sometimes yeah. if you don't have all the I's dotted and T's crossed. So I think that's fantastic that you're yeah. doing it that way. Awesome, Kara. This is wonderful. Thank you so much for your knowledge and your information. Would you please share with us where our listeners can find you? 
Sure. The easiest is just to go to our website, which is paseattle.com and all of our social media and contact information is there. Cool. And if they're listening and they're not in the Seattle area, that's still helpful because then you can help with placement. Is that right? Yep. Yep. We do national placement. So we'd love to help anybody that's looking to outsource. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you, Kara. I appreciate it. Yeah, it was great talking with you, Melissa. Thanks. Well, that wraps it up. Thank you so much for listening. If you're new around here, please be sure to leave us a review on any podcast platform you're listening to. And you can always reach out to me to let me know what topics you're interested in hearing about or maybe telling me someone you think would be great for the show. Either way, I'd love to hear from you. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at EfficiencyBee. Until next time, see ya.